Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfa, the OBD SFL, Southern Sunday and the Quota Municipal Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, at NJPGD, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC and A-Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Player Packs, Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, the Orpington and Bromley Sunday League Show, episode 40. This week we'll be having the other leagues will have their own shows, but on the on our final uh, review of the season shows, we're going to do it individually per league. If it's an Alpenton and Bromley show, that means I am joined by the man himself, Jamie Nimmo. Jamie, it's a Tuesday, but winning on a Sunday still feels good on a on a Tuesday. How are you doing? I feel very good, and you're right that that winning feeling will last all the way to September, hopefully. <laughs> um, but um, no, forty shows, my God! I don't no. know why people are still listening, but thanks to those who are. I know we had we had fifteen hundred listens drop in on the SoundCloud um, account this week. They're still listening, even though the games are running out. Not necessarily as many teams and that that we're talking about, but fifteen hundred dropped in this week. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. Fair and play. You know what? It's it's good because. We know we would give up a bit of time to do this and it's all a laugh and stuff, but it's good that it's recognised by people and they still enjoy it, which is the main thing. It is, and hopefully they enjoy this show. But let's go through all of the results uh, from Sunday the 28th of May. Not the, not the last day of the season. There is still one more game to play, but all of the championships and all of that kind of stuff has been decided now in uh, the Openton and Bromley. So we'll get into that in a second section. We will still split this show up into two sections like we normally do. But let's get through the results first because we want to get all these all-important last points on the board um, discussed. Right, into the senior division. Spartans 4, Hatcham 2. Uh, no more days, it seems, for Hatcham to play their last game against Kenningwell. Uh, so it looks like they'll finish in the relegation place from the senior division. If there is one, Jamie, we don't know obviously what's going to happen yet over the summer. Uh, but Spartans just keeping their head above water and finish out 
finishing outside of the traditional relegation places? Yeah, it's it's two teams that will not want to be in and in around there next year. I think they will all remain in the senior. Um, it tends to be the way, um, and hopefully, obviously, the teams coming in to strengthen it. But yeah, I would expect to see very different um, seasons for both three two next year, especially Hatcham. I think um, if if rumours are to be believed, but. Um, good win for Spartans, obviously, and then a high for any team that, that won at the weekend. But um, yeah, it's, it's just against as I said, your pride not wanting to come bottom of the table. Um, we've been there ourselves last year, so um, but yeah, I think they'll all be in the mix again in the senior next year, um, which I think is good and it, it gives them a chance at redemption. Yeah, absolutely, a very good win for Spartans to end the season. Hopefully, they can take that uh, over the summer and into next year. Uh, and get some momentum. They didn't really get any this year uh, for one reason or another, but hopefully next year for them, um, it goes a little smoother. The other result in the scene, it was a walkover for Kenningwell. Um, they didn't get to play their game uh, against Sports King All-Stars, who we say goodbye to um, from the senior division. Probably one of the reasons that uh, we don't expect Hatcham or Spartans to be um, relegated this year because um, of numbers, um, along with um, Lambeth All-Stars, etc. But Kenningwell take the win. Uh, and that's them second place, I think, in the senior division. Uh, and well done uh, to them. Nice to see uh, them back in the business. Um, in the in the Prem division, should I say, West Wickham uh, and their uh, poor poor end to the season continues. A good middle, uh, but a wobble at the start and at the end for West Wickham means that they'll be playing Prem division football next year. Uh, and they lost 3-2 to champions PSG. Well done to PSG. Uh, a 3-2 win against West Wickham, Jamie, no matter what sort of state West Wickham are, have been in this season, beating them, getting any change out of West Wickham uh, can only be seen as a positive. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, they would have been wanting to to beat the newly crowned champions, I'm sure, on Sunday. So it um, wasn't just a, a procession for PSG. They've obviously had to put the work in to get that win, um, but it just shows you why they are champions. Yeah, well done to uh, Tommy and all the lads down uh, at PSG in Division 1. Uh, and what a, a topsy-turvy division this one has been. One and four and five, probably my favourite divisions to talk about uh, this season. Sydney already crowned champions, don't forget, uh, last week. Uh, Bexley United only managing a two-all draw against a well-improved uh, KS Mentivation. Maybe a good point these days uh, against the KS Mentivation, who seem to lean. Uh, on the wider squad that they do have available to them at the end, towards the end of the season. Uh, so, Bexy grabbing a point, um, looking like a bad result on paper um, for them with their hopes of finishing runners-up. Uh, Hayden and Sydney Sports drew free all. Uh, I bet that was a good game. Uh, Lesser drawing four all with LSU Lions. Uh, and Long Lane, Jamie, from a point of four nil up, lose 8-5 to Blase Ball as a tremendous end of season feel to some of these results. All of the top four not gaining uh, maximum points. Yeah, no, some some keenly contested draws and then that absolute mm, absolute madness of a result really. Um, for Blase to turn over a 4-0 deficit away to Long Lane and win 8-5. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure how to, how to sum that one up but um, it's just... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how you used to sum this sum these things up this up on the podcast, Jamie. Go on, I think I think Long Lane just said, fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, maybe maybe they did. <laughs> but um yeah, it's for this, it's just the kind of the, the perfect ending to probably the, the blockbuster division uh, of the season, I think. 
I think so. But, uh, we'll talk about the um, tables in the next section. But yeah, Bexley cementing that runners-up place uh, and a good um, deserved finish to the season uh, for so many. Long Lane, Bexley uh, and Sydney Sports will expect to be playing Prem Division football next year. Maybe more, maybe LSU as well. Um, I think... Uh, Club Langley actually finished fourth in the table, so maybe they'll get the maybe they'll get the promotion they don't want. Uh, <laughs> who know who knows what happens? Uh, and uh, Royal Southwark ending their uh, tough season uh, with an impressive five-two win uh, against LIC, who cannot buy a win for love nor money at the moment, Jamie. And they'll be glad the season's done. Yeah, they had a little kind of purple patch, didn't they? Where they were. They were looking quite good, but um, not that they've obviously seen much football for Royal Southwark, so they'll be pleased to, to end on a high, and it gives them something to work on over the summer um, and, and try and get back to the, the standards that they had set previously. Yeah, absolutely. Into Division 2. Um, and were Westrum already crowned champions going into the weekend, Jamie? Yes, because Glebe drew in a midweek game, I think. That's right. So Glebe had the double banker, the one we're all waiting for to see if Broccoli could, after leading for so much of the season and then getting caught up by Westrum and, and Crayford Arrows when their games in hand were played, were Glebe Manor going to do the same? Um, and it did in a double banker. Uh, Glebe winning 2-1 and 4-0, Jamie. Um, you have to feel for Broccoli. They got all their games played with, with during the, the crap weather, etc. Uh, and they were looking good for promotion. But that's them into fourth place. They can't, they can't finish... Um, Below that, obviously, but Glebe uh, looking uh, good for promotion. They've got one more game to play against Alpington um, tomorrow at the time of recording. Um, but you've got a feel for Broccoli. They've not really done much wrong this season, just the, the quality of team finishing above them. Uh, I think they've achieved everything they could do, really, at Broccoli. Yeah, I still think, upon reflection, they'll feel it's a good season, and rightly so. Um, previous years there's been a team who have always been kind of in and around the bottom three um, kind of lower ends of the table so the fact that they were they had their moment they were riding the crest of their wave weren't they when they were playing week in week out at the top yeah. um, and, and going on a little a little run in the mass in those points but it's just caught up with them in the end um, but yeah there's there's plenty of positive signs there for, for the Broccoli lads to look forward to the next year that's for sure Absolutely, and and as because of teams leaving in the leagues above, or uh, team maybe teams aren't continuing in the league the next season, uh, we could see threes and fours of teams being promoted because uh, we obviously want to backfill uh, the numbers up in in the higher divisions uh, as well as allow places for newer teams coming in. So it'll be interesting summer uh, for the likes of Broccoli, for the likes of LSU, and and those teams because they're all finishing outside of promotion places more than capable. Uh, of playing in divisions above. Um, so it'll be an interesting uh, summer and we'll look forward to seeing the constitution um, for next season. The other results in Div 2. Uh, Westrum 3, Alpington 2. Um, apparently a bad injury uh, suffered to one of the Westrum players, Lewis Longhurst, who I know. I've, I've worked with him. I work with him. We work for the same company uh, and I've known him through the, the grassroots football scene. Uh, for all of my years involved in in my as a referee, uh, so Lewis, if the injury is is as bad um, as it seems to be, uh, I wish you all the very best, mate. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, a recovery can be made and you'll be back kicking the ball. Uh, I know you found your love for football again, playing for Westrum uh, after some tough years. 
Um, and so, yeah, I hope you get back to playing. But um, 3-2 against Alpington, going completely the way of the form book. Uh, Jamie for Westrum. It is, yeah, and obviously echo the comments here about the injury. That's never nice to hear about. Um, but yeah, Alpington obviously gave it a good go as well. So um, we're saying obviously... If you're if you're playing a team that's just been called as champions, you want to maybe make a mark and leave one on them. Um, a bit of pride, but so Aberdeen have given it a good go. But uh, yeah, I'm sure Westerham were just kind of go through the ninety minutes, wanting to get to the to the end and lift the trophy, which they've obviously more than earned. So fair play to them. Yeah, well done to Westerham. Uh, I know they've been desperate to get their hands on a trophy to pay the ultimate tribute uh, to their lost their lost friend or their lost comrade and. Um, I know that that's an emotional that's an emotional one for them. Uh, you could tell with the emotion uh, with the uh, stuff that happened with the cup final. You could tell that overspilled, uh, and I'm guessing uh, things were said that that weren't really meant uh, on the back of that crest uh, of of emotion. But lifting a league title that's a job done. They were consistent. I've seen them uh, twice this season, uh, and they were they were a very good side, a tough side to beat, and they beat some good teams uh, in that cup competition. Um, but yeah, that's them. Division two trophies. We'll look with division two title in the bag. We'll look at that um, a little in a little bit more detail. Uh, the last game for division two, Jamie, you thought I'd forgotten. I think. No, Ellis, I never. Ellis never. Athletic with one of the best kits in the league. I've got to say, taking nice. taking on the Greenwich Mariners boys. Jamie five one to the Mariners. Where the fuck has these results been? It's more like it, isn't it? Yeah, a just... bit more like it. Yeah, just keep the season going for a few months, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yes, it was great, obviously. Um, thoroughly deserved. Um, you know, we, we managed to, to get a couple of boys back in um, that we'd been missing. Played a friendly the, the week before, and we obviously got a few boys back there as well. So um, <clears throat> getting people back in obviously massively helped us. But... Um, Lovely day for it down at Sydney, so it was lovely surface and surroundings and a bit of sunshine. So the boys obviously were well up for it. Um and yeah, we, we started the game very well. We probably should have been a couple up after nicking possession in good areas and we didn't really fully punish Ellis, but we did get the breakthrough eventually. Um then nice goal, Raph got the first of of what would turn out to be a hat trick. Um Oh, he's back, and, is he? Uh, yeah, he's back, yeah, backing the goals, banging them in. Um and yeah, he's got a he scored a hat trick. He's probably got more goals than games now, hasn't he? I've hardly seen him play this season. <laughs> I know. Uh, one and two, I think he's got this year. Um so I and we deserved that lead. And uh, yeah, we couldn't really build it on it and, and add a second, which was, was unfortunate. And Ellis, to their credit, kept playing their stuff and, and worked their way back into it. Um and they got the, the equaliser. It was a bit of a misfortune. A boy slipped at the back and and the Ellis lads got in. It's a good finish in fairness. Um, and that got it back to 1-1 and that's how the half finished but we were we felt you know we were a bit hard done by it 1-1 and um, Wayne has asked me to mention the absolute hair dryer that he gave them at half time um, he was not happy at all and uh, get stuck right into his players but didn't really seem to do any good because um, I've got to say the second half we ran over the top of them we were, we were fantastic um, I think my keeper had two saves to make with with the side his foot towards the end and other than that it was it was all us to be honest um, really pleasing scored a couple of excellent goals especially the fourth which is a nice team goal uh, down the right hand side that Raf got his hat trick by sliding in the front post and then a little 
Algerian wizard Rami, who caused them all sorts of problems all day. Um, let one go for about 35 yards, absolute rocket. Uh, it's a shame it wasn't filmed, but um, yeah, so that, that was a nice way to end it. But yeah, a great performance on, on obviously a great result against a team who have done very well this year. Yeah, uh, you look at the obviously they come up with Glebe Manor, who I think were probably a bit of an exception, and then obviously Hayden, who didn't see the season out. So, you know, I was going to be really pleased with what they achieved this year, narrowly missing out on promotion as well. So, for, to get a win like that, as we did against a good side, um, we've still got some players to come back into the squad, you know, it's good signs for next year, and we've got to build on that. And, um, yeah, hopefully, we can get a few more like that next year. Doesn't get any easier in Division uh, Two when you look at the teams coming up from Division Three. It um, doesn't, no. No, so it's a tough season. So it's good to hear um, that you've got some strength in depth to come back into the squad. You're going to need it uh, definitely uh, into Division Four uh, and this crazy division um, gave gave us um, narrative and uh, and and stuff to talk about until the very very last day. Uh, I'm going to mix these uh, or this order up a little bit uh, because I think it's good to add some context. Hayes and Pickhurst beating top boys East Wickham Wanderers 2-0 yesterday. Hayes and Pickhurst proving the spoilers. Uh, did they get points off of um, FC United of Bromley as well, Jamie? Or was it a draw or something they got against? I think they took something off them, yeah. And uh, maybe one game and then I think Bromley beat them in the, the reverse game. Yeah, um, a double banker uh, was played at the same time between SMCA uh, and FC United of Bromley, who won their double bank, their first game of the double bank of 4-1. So at the same time, East Wickham Wanderers were losing 2-0 to Hayden Pickhurst. FC United of Bromley won 4-1. Then in the second game of the double banker, FC United of Bromley held to a two-all draw. Maybe they'd heard that the job had been done for them over at Hayden Pickhurst. But hey, uh, FC United of Bromley with their last game of the season, a title winning two all in tribute, a Desmond in tribute to the man himself. Uh, FC United of Bromley, Jamie, taking the Division 4 title in what has been an absolutely breathtaking run, uh, run in for Division 4 and East Wickham Wanderers to walk away from this season with no league title and no Vic Farrow Cup where they were overwhelming favourites going into this final weekend um, in the league and, and the cup final. Uh, a disappointing end to the boys. They're going to have to have a rethink over the summer and, and ask themselves what went wrong. Yeah, they, they, that's a lot to kind of digest for them, I think. And given the, what they were so close to and looking odds on like for a League and Cup double uh, and to walk away empty-handed is uh, a bit of a shocker. I think we're all surprised at that. Very. So yeah, that, that'll take a, a while to digest, I think. But hopefully they can obviously learn from it and use it in the right way and, and come back stronger next year. Um, but as for the FC United of Bromley lads, you know, just they've kept plugging away, kept them honest. Um, and the fact that they didn't have to win two games of a double banker to uh, to win the league, you know, that they've kind of got away with one there as well. So, uh, congratulations to them because it was um, an absolute kind of humdinger of a title race, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we were never really sure how it was going to go, and the fact that they obviously lost to to East Wickham twice as well. So. Um, to come back through that and keep going uh, and getting the results and, and not give up. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic story to end on. It is. And don't forget that both of these teams, East Wickham and FC United of Bromley, getting games played midweek. They were both, they both wanted to end this um, title properly. Uh, and they both achieved that. You've got to give teams credit 
for putting that hard work in. Hayes and Pickers finished third in the division. Um, and Phoenix Sports, don't forget, a good, good top four there in Division Four. Four good sides uh, pushing each other all the way. But FC United of Bromley take the Division Four title. Well done, boys. Um, they've grafted uh, and they've got just rewards for their for their work uh, and gall uh, and blood, sweat and tears and all that stuff. Well done, boys. Uh, the other results in Div 4, South London Spartans lose 1-0 to the Colts. Come on, the Colts! It's been a while. They get a win. Uh, well done, boys. Uh, and that's them um, safely in Division 4 next year. Uh, FC Deptford, despite our Twitter poll, Jamie's poll giving us wrong information, uh, a 7-1 Deptford win. He said 8-1, Jamie, but apparently we're, we're going with 7-1, are we? He needs to get his fingers and toes out and recount, I think. <laughs> but 7-1 the scoreline against LSU Lions Reserves who you know they'll win well but lose um, badly as well well that seems to be the type of team they are at the moment but FC Deptford with um, their most eye-catching win of the season on the last day well done boys what a way to uh, to end the season uh, the Colts and South London Spartans was a double banker uh, and the Colts did lose uh, in the first one 4-1 clearly They've done the business in the second and got a win. Well done, gents. In Division 5, just as mad as Division 4. Um, Green Street Green losing 5-3 uh, to Western Wolves, Jamie. Um, a big win, must-needed win for Western Wolves. All they could do was win their game. But because Bromley Athletic, the basement boys of Division 5, didn't play their fixture, it was all... Uh, done and dusted before a ball was even kicked yesterday. Uh, Kingsdale lifting the Division 5 title. Um, me and you, we both picked uh, Western Wolves or Kingsdale to win Division 5. I'm just looking through the predictions now. We'll get into that uh, in the next section. But, um, King, yeah, a shame for Kingsdale to, to win the league. I, I think even they would have wanted a game, a comfortable game it should have been against Bromley to, to win the league in style. Um, but I think the result would have gone their way anyway. No real complaints from Western Wolves and some good banter, but seems a real mutual respect between the two teams for this title race. Uh, but Kingsdale lift the Division 5 title. Yeah, and it's it's, it's brilliant for Kingsdale, obviously. They were mid-table for long periods of the season and obviously went on a great run. And uh, I've just kind of ascended to the top at the right time. But I do feel for, for Western Wolves and Kingsdale to respect, you know, you look at the, the drama and the story we were talking about in the Division 4 title race, and it would have been good for both of them to have that on the final day, you know, wondering what the result is and, you know, kind of turning and fro and, and that kind of having that on the line. But um, it's a shame that they were robbed of that final day drama. But I think... Um, yeah, I think even Western Wales will admit that Kingsdale probably would have won that anyway quite comfortably. Um, but fair play to them, you know, they, they went out there and played their game uh, and got a good win against a good Green Street Green side. So um, Western Wales obviously got a lot a lot more to offer and I'm sure next season um, those two will have a good rivalry as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully those two teams stick around uh, and that rivalry continues into season 23-24. That'll be very nice to see. Uh, and last but not least, the last game in the Orpington and Bromley uh, this weekend uh, was Hawksbrook Wanderers against Shortland Spitfires. Two teams who we know can get results on their day. Uh, it wasn't Hawksbrook Wanderers day this week, Jamie. A 2-0 win for Shortland Spitfires to end the season uh, in what has been 
a good season for Shortland Spitfires. Obviously, taken uh, the cup final taken away from them um, for admin staff, um, but they seem to be uh, putting themselves in a good place for next season for a title challenge or or a promotion chase at the very minimum. Yeah, I think that's got to be their aim. Um, they'll be disappointed, obviously, the way things transpired with the cup, etc. But um, you know, they've won well there again on the last day and clearly a team that's got some potential. So, yeah, I think that'll be a team who will look to kick on and maybe emulate what Kingsdale have done next year. Great. Thank you, Jamie. That is the results section. I'll see you on the other side for our review of the 22-23 season. Right. The last OBD SFL section of the season. And we start in the senior. Uh, just as just so you know the format I'm going to do this, we're going to do the top 10 goal scorers at the end. We'll go through the tables. We'll talk about the winners. We'll talk about the teams that finished uh, at the bottom end of the table. Maybe as well, Jamie, we'll put our cocks on the block and call teams out who maybe didn't quite achieve what, what we expected of them. Are you happy to do that? Oh, always. I've always got it out anyway. So. <laughs> well, let's have a go then. In the senior division, and just to re- refresh your memories, me and Jamie both had teams uh, predicted for this that did not win the senior division. Jamie, Lambeth All-Stars, uh, myself, <laughs> Great myself Kenningwell. Well, I wouldn't I would never back against Kenningwell, but yeah, obviously the winners of um, the senior division is a is FC Becks uh, Bickley even sorry you're right there I had so many teams going through my head at right that moment uh, FC Bickley win the league 12 games played short division this year only seven active teams uh, at the end of the season 26 points they got to the title by winning eight games and drawing two and only losing two uh, a plus 11 goal difference by far the best goal difference in the league um, Jamie, in what has been um, a, a senior division that is finding its feet again post Super League um, apocalypse, um, I'm sure teams will be thinking, "Why the hell did we leave?" But um, that's another story. That's another podcast, and we'll let someone else do that one. I think. Um, but yeah, Bickley win the league seemingly by by five points. Uh, it could be two points, but we don't know what's going to happen with a game scheduled between Kenningwell and Hatcham. Uh, second place was Kenningwell. Uh, third place was Elmstead. An outstanding performance for a promoted Elmstead side. They will finish in third place on 18 points. They won as many games as they lost. That just shows how competitive um, the senior division was. Uh, maybe short numbers on their side, really. Um, Jamie, don't you think? Maybe uh, if there were some more games in there, Elmstead, the form they were in at the end of the season, they may have tumbled uh, a little bit further down the table. Not really sure. No, it's hard to say, but um, I mean, <clears throat> it's still a division stat for the quality. So um, if they finish where they are, then fair play. You can't really, can't really turn your nose up at that, can you? No, true. Uh, Sports King, another promoted team. They finished fourth. Uh, we say goodbye to Tony and all the lads down at Sports King All Stars in that uh, under that particular badge, uh, and I'm sure they'll be back uh, another time. Uh, but for now, um, see you later, guys. Uh, fifth, our new boys, Spartans, uh, champions of the Croydon Municipal um, Prem Division last season. All they could finish is fifth. Uh, six losses uh, from their 12 games, uh, four wins uh, and two draws. 
Minus one goal difference for Spartans is absolutely unheard of. Uh, but I know they struggled without goalkeepers for very long periods of time in the season. Farnborough finished sixth, one place above the relegation zone. That win yesterday for Spartans, jumping them up into fifth place. Uh, and that puts Farnborough just outside. Another disappointing season for Farnborough. 12 points at uh, the uh, cup final, probably the one, the, the shining light in Farnborough's season. Maybe they'll be happy with that. I probably would be as well, staying in the division and getting a cup final. Is pretty decent, but 12 points from 12 games. Vince will want uh, at least double that next season. Uh, Hatcham, a uh, struggling season for them too. We know, we did say the trials and tribulations of this team are going to be highlighted by the fact that they're trying to uh, play two quality sides uh, in two good leagues, uh, two good quality leagues. It turns out the senior division in the OBDSFL is probably better uh, overall, Jamie. Um, Hatcham finishing. Uh, in seventh place, it's not something we're used to seeing. No, and I'm sure, obviously, a lot of the people involved um, will know that that's not up to standard by, by Hatcham's usual. But I guess you kind of put an asterisk next to it this year, given what happened. And the division is very much in a rebuild. So while um, it's fantastic that Bickley, obviously, they've got their name in the trophy yet again. Um, but I'm sure next year it'll be a very different animal in the senior. It'll look completely different uh, and we're led to believe that FC Bickley may look completely different as well because some of those um, older heads and, and Sunday League legends won't be putting on the uh, the blue and white stripes of Bickley next season. So it may be a, a new look Bickley completely. We hope they go again. We hope that they look to defend that trophy um, that they've won uh, a few times now. Um, but yeah, it's a big, big season now coming up for uh, the senior. We knew it was going to be a tough one this year, but worthy winners are FC Bickley. Well done, gents. Into the Prem. Uh, the Prem division was won by uh, PSG. Another short division this year because of three teams folding. Blendon, Kawuya and Farber Reserves all calling it a day before, uh, well before um, the end of the season. Um, PSG winning it by nine points above ground doppers. Uh, both, team both teams having a very good season. PSG t uh, losing two games of their 12, 10 wins out of 12. For the new boys to the um, OBDSFL, don't forget uh, all uh, unfamiliar surroundings for them. So to get to win the Prem Division and a County Cup final uh, and uh, the um, President's Cup semi as well, wasn't it, Jamie? Yeah, I'm sure it was the same. They went, they went pretty deep in it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, thirty points for the PSG boys is an excellent season. A plus eleven goal difference as well. Ground offers will be promoted with them. Twenty-one points, nine points off the pace, but it's good to see Warren and the ground offers boys back in the senior next season. There's familiar surroundings for them, and they'll want to right wrongs uh, from their last season in the in the prem, and that's uh, in the senior. Sorry, and that's going to be uh, a tough job. Uh, but if anyone can do it, uh, it's them. Third place was Beckenham Rovers. Fourth, Hacienda. Fifth, West Wickham. Sixth, MSL. Uh, and seventh, LSC Giants. We don't expect to see any relegations from the Prem Division next season. Um, for next season, that would be um, a strange decision um, to make, unless obviously people want to. Uh, and there's the new teams coming in to backfill. Uh, you'd expect um, at least... Well, maybe one, maybe five up or some new teams can fill some spaces, but it looks like another big rebuild on the Prem Division next year. 
well done to um, PSG. Um, in Division One, a mad division, but we got there. We got there um, in the end. It seems just one more game to play, but it can't change any of the standings. Uh, Sydenham, as predicted by myself, before we get before I move on to Division One, Jamie and I are both predicted PSG. I think we did we, when we changed Jamie. PSG yes. were flying high, and they've not let us down. Yeah, we both predicted PSG to win the Prem in Division One. My predicted winners, Sydenham Sports, they win it by four points, uh, three losses, three draws, and 14 wins out of 20 games for the boys. A much superior goal difference out of anyone in Division One. 48 is their goal difference, 20 goals better off than closest rivals and second place, Bexley United, who have had a brilliant year. Um, after a barren couple of years, it has to be said, or a barren few years for Bexley United, I won't mix my words. Um, they're finally. Um, achieve something in in this division one uh, when uh, a few couple of years ago they were battling relegation and all that stuff it's a real turnaround uh, with some new faces in and they've improved massively 41 points from their 21 uh, from their 20 games uh, three losses and five draws is probably enough any other year for them to, to take the division showing you the quality in division one long lane um, finished third uh, LSU Lions finish fourth. Jamie's predicted side LSU um, definitely had the potential to do some business. We saw him uh, destroy Bexley United and on and on uh, in one game, um, but just that inconsistencies for um, LSU Lions. Uh, Jamie just seemingly the thing that stopped them uh, from any sort of um, glory. But they may still be promoted with all those numbers in the Prem Division, looking uh, like looking like they need to be filled. Yeah, and I think they would hold their own. Um, I do think, as a team, very inconsistent, but I was expecting more, I have to say, um, given the way that they had come back and, and won the title the year before. I thought they would just really kick on for that and continue on an upward trajectory. And they've had a good season. Let's not you know, kind of um, pull, drag them down or anything. But I think yeah, I was, them and Royal Southwark, I was expecting a lot more from this year. Um, and yeah, they've, they've kind of flattered to deceive at times, but um, when you look at the strength of the teams that are finished above them, it is understandable too. Oh, it's a stacked, it's a stacked division. You go from Sydney to Bexley to Long Lane to LSU Club Langley. We know they're an organised uh, side that know what they're doing. Lesser Albion, one of the toughest teams to play against in the division. Uh, Royal Southwark, um, Hayden tumbling down the, the the table to eighth place. But you look at that as a top eight. Uh, and that's a ridiculous, some ridiculous experience, and um, and some good sides in there. Um, so what a, a, an accomplishment that is for anyone uh, to get promoted out of that division. Well done to all the teams. Um, LIC end up finishing ninth. Terrible end to the season for them, sadly. Uh, after looking like promotion candidates, they've tumbled off uh, massively. They've ended up losing half of their games. Uh, Ten games lost in twenty. Uh, AFC Kamazi. Um, well, K uh, there's one game to be decided here between LSU Lions and uh, KS Motivation, but that won't get played. Um, that will be uh, voided, I imagine. Uh, so uh, Kamazi finishing 10th. Blase Ballers, despite that big win on Sunday, cannot lift themselves off of the basement of the table and they will look likely to be playing Division 2 football next season. But yeah, I predicted Sydenham uh, and Jamie predicted LSU on that one. Uh, I'm glad I stuck to my guns on that one. Uh, Division two and top of the pile, Westrum. They cannot be caught. 
Uh, 40 points from 16 games, 13 wins, one draw and two losses is absolutely fantastic from the Western boys. Well done, gentlemen. 50 goals scored uh, by far and am uh, amongst the biggest scorers, uh, by far the biggest scorers in Division 2. Uh, 18 goals, 12 goals, should I say, to the closest person, which is the closest team, which is Broccoli. Um, and only 19 conceded, um, apart from Glebe, who have played two games less. Um, their defensive record uh, is, is, is amongst the best in the league as well. Uh, Glebe sits second uh, with 32 points from 14 games. They're not going to get one of those played, obviously. Uh, they do have one more against the current basement boys, Alpington. Uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, Crayford Arrows, despite looking the business, finished third, 32 points from their 16 games. Uh, Broccoli are next uh, with 26 from 16. Um, hopefully they grab a promotion because it will be good to see this foursome stick together. Ellis are fifth. Manorwood sixth. Chislurst seventh. Uh, Grid Greenwich Mariners eighth. Jamie Glad. Um, to be in Division 2 next season, I imagine. And Alpington um, finished bottom of the pile. Don't forget DC Football and Hayden Youth Reserves, um, both uh, choosing to end their season prematurely. Um, again, like we discussed with Division 1, Jamie, when you look at that stacked sort of, uh, the stacked uh, quality in that division, Westrum, Glebe Manor, Crayford Arrows, Broccoli, uh, and we know everyone else is tricky on their day. Mariners can always get a win. Uh, Chislers, when they fancy it, can be a good team. Manorwood, team of old heads um, who can who can who have got results against the likes of Crayford Arrows in cup competitions, etc. Uh, and um, Ellis have always flattered um, and deceived sometimes. But um, yeah, a good division, Jamie. So Westrum have been made to work for it, but they have done the job, and you can only tip your hat to them. Yeah, I mean, Glebe Manor, obviously, I've given it a good go, but just come up a little bit short um, and fair play to them for giving it. The amount of games that they fit in was ridiculous at one point. So, um, But Westerham just stuck to their job, got the points on the board, and it's ended up being enough. But um, you look at the kind of the top two for me are, are a cut above, and then probably looking at Crayford, Broccoli and Ellis as being similar-ish standard. Uh, and then you've kind of got the group behind that are a bit detached for that top five, uh, top four or five. So, um, yeah, I think the teams that are that are going to go up will, will definitely do well in the next division. And anyone that's going to be coming up from below, I think, will obviously will be looking at it and thinking they've got every chance of doing well. So um, it's been a good division, but... Um, yeah, I think we've seen other divisions been a lot more, a, a lot closer across the board. But I think there's been a bit of a, a top and a bottom half of division two this year. Yeah, it looks that way. Uh, Glebe, obviously fighting on so many fronts this season uh, with their um, President's Charity Cup win. Don't forget, doing that from division two uh, is a major feat. Um, also doing well in county cups uh, too. So a good season for Glebe and that could end on a high on Wednesday night of a win. It's a it's a dead rubber, essentially, but I'm sure uh, that they'll want to celebrate um, the, a win and their final win of the season at home uh, in a game under the lights. Good luck to everyone. Well done to Western. Well done to Greenwich Mariners. You look down and out for long periods um, of the season, I've got to say, and I was worried for you, but um, that big win on Sunday just must feel so nice. Um, and, it felt, it felt lovely. Yeah, and to and to go into a, a division two that 
isn't going to get much easier next year, you must say. It won't, but you know, we, we finished bottom last year and we were kept in the division, so we've done one better this year. So, you know, third bottom next year is the aim. Excellent, that will be a success. Uh, in Division 3 uh, and champions are Wilgar. Oh, the predictions for mine and Jamie uh, in Division 2. We both went for Glebe to win the division, uh, so no one saw Westrom. I think we would have discussed Westrom definitely as contenders, uh, yeah, but you would have been silly to have backed against um, Glebe uh, this this summer. I don't care what uh, what anyone says. If Even at Christmas time, with the amount of games they still had to play, we still thought they were going to do it. Anyway, in Division 3, Jamie and I both went for AFC Wilgar, so we both got this one right. Uh, that stick or twist game that we played really making us look better than we than we are, Jamie. Uh, Wilgar won the division, 36 points from 14 games, only two losses, no draws uh, and 12 wins. Nine goals conceded really is where the league was won because they weren't the hot shots um, in the league. 41 scored, but that was matched by a ministry of ball and bettered by a whoosh who scored 47 uh, but a plus 32 goal difference is the best goal difference. Nine goals conceded in 14 is fantastic, especially uh, for a lower division side. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but Sunday league football is full of three twos and four twos and all that stuff. So a tight defence like that is fantastic. And a County Cup win on top of that for AFC Wilgar. Um, yeah, uh, a great season for them. Whoosh, another good season. They fell off a little bit last year, um, but still... Um, they made a good account of themselves. Good performances against top sides in cup competitions too. They finished second with 28 points in 14. Ministry of Ball get their season over the line in a traditional promotion place. Uh, 24 points from their 14 games. Uh, Crayway, Crayford Arrows reserves jump up after a good run of form towards the end of the season. Don't forget they were bottom for long periods of time. Um, Crayway, Crayford Arrows reserves the Warren end of season disappointingly despite cup cup county cup final which is their highlight they finished sixth uh, and promised so much early doors um old langlians too fell off uh fell off the face of a cliff and metro massive finished eighth um technically bottom of a eight team division uh, phoenix sports three didn't make the end of the season jamie i think we could have picked wilgar and woosh to finish in the top three uh, we know the prowess of Ministry of Ball. We know that they play good football. Um, but at the time of taking a, a switch, I, I'm sure teams like Old Langlands and the Warren were very much still involved uh, in this title race. So they may be disappointed to, to see where their season ended. They probably should be, given that the Warren, as you said, made the Kent Cup final and, and Old Langlands remember very early in the season that one against Wilgar and they really put them on the map, but they've not really managed to back it up. Um, and you look at Clayford Arrows reserves in Crayway, who only maybe a month or so ago were, were dwindling near the bottom, but some good results to end on has propelled them up uh, in their healthier positions. But yeah, I think the, the top two were always going to be, I think, Will Garren Wish and then Ministry of Wall for an excellent season coming in in third place there. So um, yeah, it's a good division and it means the teams that will, will remain there will be a good barometer for the, probably a lot of new teams, I think, might be in the Division 3 next year. Plus, Obviously, you've got the, the three or four that will come up for below. So that could be a really good one next year. So maybe good for, for Will Garamush and Ministry of Ball to get out of it this year. Yeah, you might be right. Um, yeah, disappointing end to the season, as I say, for the Warren Old Langlands. Uh, Metro Massive still finding their feet, really, in the OBDSFL and, and really trying to 
establish themselves in a league, um, they'll be forgiven uh, for struggling this season. Maybe they were putting a little bit too high. Into Division 4, the mad division, the maddest division uh, this season in the OBDSFL. Uh, and FC United of Bromley win the league by one point. And Jamie, they needed that draw against SMCA in the second game of their double banker to get the, the league over the line because their goal difference wouldn't have done it. Uh, they win by 59 points uh, after 22 games, only losing one game this season. 88 scored uh, and 29 conceded. Uh, but East Wickham Wanderers were on, uh, had 58 points at the end of their season uh, after 22. They lost two uh, of their games. Just that switch in draw and loss between the two results, winning the division for FC United of Bromley, a plus 61 goal difference for East Wickham Wanderers. Jamie, that draw against SMCA, winning them the league. Yeah, tons of, obviously that was that was the um, the kind of moment for... Um... But yeah, for these wicked wonders to to produce those numbers and not win the league, um, it's got to have taken something special to beat them. So well done to the the United of Bromley chaps. Yeah, fantastic season, really good season. Lucky enough to see Brom uh, FC United of Bromley this season uh, against Phoenix Sports Four. Excellent team. Uh, didn't seem to like my predictions, but um, that's another that's another thing completely. They've earned it. They've done it the hard way. Well done to Bromley on lifting. Um, the Division 4 title. They'll go into Division 3 and probably look to take that momentum with them. Uh, with the likes of Will Gar and Woosh and, and Ministry of Ball out the way, you'd have to say FC United of Bromley could look to uh, grab promotion or, or a title again if they can keep this momentum going. Hopefully, uh, that tr- this trio at the top uh, of Division 4 will stick together. United, FC United of Bromley, East Wickham Wanderers and Hayes and Pickhurst um, will go up. Maybe Phoenix Sports 4 as well. Although they were 10 points off the pace of, of um, third place, so maybe they'd prefer to stay in Division 4 and be top dogs in that division. There was a massive gap between fourth and fifth. Uh, Wickham Athletic took the Vic Farrow Cup and fifth place in Division 4. Not a bad maiden year in the OBDSFL at all. Well done, chaps. Uh, SMCA finished sixth. Um, a fair season for them. South London Spartans promoted last season. Don't forget, they finished seventh. Uh, with 27 points from 22. Uh, Broccoli Reserves finish in eighth. Alperton Colts finish in ninth with 22 points. Uh, LSU Lions Reserves, new to the league, don't forget, finished with 20 points in 20. Uh, FC Deptford finished with 15 points. Uh, and SE Lions Basement Boys in Division 4 um, finished with seven points. A tough season for SE Lions. It's hard to say, Jamie, in this one, who uh, has underachieved because... Um, when you see the calibre of numbers that the likes of FC United of Bromley and East Wickham Wanderers uh, have posted, uh, it would have been tough despite their previous exploits uh, in previous seasons for Hayes and Pickhurst uh, and, and Phoenix Sports 4 really to get have got any change uh, out of two such um, highly performing teams this season. Yeah, actually looking down the list, I don't think you can maybe you could point the finger at anyone and say they've underachieved. I think you know, looking at the strength of the teams from previous years, it's pretty much as not as you'd expect. Maybe you'd you'd, you'd uh, move a few teams about, but on the whole, I think it's it's pretty a fair reflection. And and for me, it, the the biggest thing is you know it's a twelve team division, and we're finished with all twelve teams still gone, which is fantastic to see. Um, nobody threw the towel in, uh, and they kept it competitive right to the end, which is good to see. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. The integrity. Uh, remained in Division 4 uh, right until the very end. So well done to every team there. Into Division 5, 
Oh, the predictions, me and Jamie both predicted East Wickham Wanderers from that position uh, around Christmas time or whenever it was when we changed, when we had the twist or uh, stick game. Uh, we both stuck, or we both chose East Wickham uh, to win the league uh, and we can be forgiven for not, we can be forgiven for uh, doing that this year. Uh, they were imperious at that time. Uh, in Division 5, uh, the winners we've spoken about um, on the last section, Kingsdale take Division 5 title by two points in the end. That game given to them by uh, Bromley Athletic was enough to tip the scale and they lift the title without kicking a ball uh, on the Sunday just gone. Western Wolves finished second. I had Kingsdale to win the league. Jamie had Western Wolves. Um, I'm sure I went for Elmstead Reserves, but I, I, it turns out I went for Kingsdale, which is brilliant. Um, another one for me. Um, Petswood Roadrunners finished third. Um, Hawksbrook finished fourth. A good side, Hawksbrook. Green Street Green, disappointing for them, finished fifth. Uh, but they'll go in as favourites, I think, amongst the favourites for Division 5, depending on who's coming in over the summer. Shortland Spitfire's falling off as well. Sixth place, Bexley Athletic, a good season for them, a better season for them. Uh, right down the line after 18 games, six wins, six draws and six losses. Uh, it couldn't be more mid-table than, than their finish, um, actually. Uh, in eighth place, Ben Erst. Uh, ninth, Orpington Reserves. Uh, for them not to finish bottom, uh, I, this isn't meant to sound patronising, it's a fantastic finish for them. Uh, and Bromley Athletic, um, with just one win to their name, um, it's been a tough season for them. Finished the season on seven points. Uh, Jamie, you know, until, uh, you know, at the time we were sticking or twisting, it looked like Elmstead Reserves, it was in their hands. They didn't finish the season. That was the strangest thing to happen in Division 5, believe it or not. Um, but Kingsdale, the experience, the know-how, um, the older heads, the calmness you feel is the thing that got them over the line. Uh, yes, and that, that went over Western and Wales a few weeks ago. That was really the, the turning point, wasn't it? And it's it's what put them in this position and obviously they've got over the line. So um bitterly disappointing for Western and Wales. And I've got to say, I'm I'm no disrespect, but I'm surprised that Pittswood managed to hold on to third. Um I thought obviously Green Street Green would have been looking like they would pick them to that. And Hotsbrook have ended extremely well, finishing in fourth. So um hopefully again a good handful of those teams get to go up together. Yeah, we hope so. You got no, no. We don't know what's going to happen over the summer. There were some strange rumours that I'm not even going to going to mention on the uh, podcast this week. But some strange rumours were doing the rounds, and and I'm glad to hear that they've been they've been uh, <laughs> they've been proven to be uh, a load of old bollocks. But um, yeah, we, we it's weird. It's strange. We'll wait to see what happens in the summer. Hopefully, um, some new teams, and hopefully, um, we'll. Uh, be able to rebuild the divisions. The, the senior uh, and prem probably need it more than any other division, you'd have to say. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where teams are moved uh, upwardly. Let's have a look. So the overall predictions, Jamie, out of the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven divisions, you got two right. You got PSG and AFC Wilgar. Fantastic. Uh, and I got one, two, three, four, five correct. Out Five of seven. <laughs> PSG, PSG, and um, Sydenham, Sydenham, and Wilgar and Kingsdale. Shocking, shocking, Dev devastating. Yeah, that's, that's quite an achievement. I didn't look at the um, I didn't look at the prediction scores this week, but um, maybe I could do them now quickly. 
Western Wolves, you had them to beat Green Street Green 5 3. Absolutely. Um, that deserves triple points, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is mad, right? That is the uh, ultimate fucker answer that's come, come in. Yeah, that, that is. Um, well, we didn't get any of them ones. Uh, Western, what was the Western score? Can you remember? Against Orpington? Yeah. 1 3 2. Right, so 3 2. 1 6. No, one five. You you got four points. No, you can't beat me anyway. I won the predictions for the Uffington and Bromley as well, Jamie. Sorry about that. I had to do I'm that. Really bad thirty seconds here. <laughs> Let's have a look at um all of the top ten goal scorers for the league. This is for this is all the stats uh, involved uh, on FA full time. So if you haven't put your t- your players um stats on, that's your problem. The top ten. Uh, in the league is as follows. James Critchley is the top goal scorer in the OBD SFL 22-23 season. 41 goals in 20 games. It doesn't matter what level you do that at. That is an absolutely fantastic season. Double the amount of goals per game. James Critchley, you have been brilliant this season. Uh, Awesome. He is 11 goals uh, above the closest uh, rival Tom Cyrilis has 30 in 26. He plays for East Wickham Wanderers. Uh, Daniel Hooley from Western Wolves has 24 in 20. Uh, sounds small fry compared to James Critchley, but it's not. That is such an achievement. Well done to Daniel. Uh, Ramel Barnard-Thompson from Wickham, from Wickham Athletic has 22 in 19. Um, Ashley Chin Yu has 25 in 23. What a good season. That's the highest placed um, team so far in the um, stats. So Ashley uh, from Division 1 is the highest placed goal scorer with 25 goals at that level. Well done, mate. Uh, Ben Mehmet from Phoenix Sports 4, 21 in 18 is really good. Uh, Damon Boom from Sydenham Sports, 18 goals in 26. Well done, Damon. Uh, Martin Kelly from Kingsdale, 18 in 18. Uh, Billy Panther has 21 in 18. And Adam Dunstan from Sydenham Sports has 18 in 25. To have two teams in the top 10 goal scorers, no wonder Sydenham Sports' um, goal difference was out of this world, Jamie. Yeah, and Adam plays midfield as well, doesn't he? So um, that's an excellent return for a midfielder, I'm sure. But the ones that I recognise, I know, are all forwards. So for a midfielder to be in there, that's a really good return. Excellent. Well done, chaps, on your seasons Jamie now for to discuss our teams of the season and this is going to be a tough one we came up with three pretty comfortably yeah we agree on three but we're we're a bit unsure of the fourth aren't we very much so um right so the teams that we've sort of come up with I think again we've we, we discuss our our remit and what we saw as the reason for teams being voted in for um, team of the season, but we think excellence should be rewarded. So primarily we're both looking at trophies, I think, aren't we? We're looking at trophies and we're also taking into consideration um, like if you've won a league, how is there cups involved as well? Um, or if we've made multiple cups or even just a team that's gone completely against prediction and, and won from absolutely nowhere. So there's, there's all different factors, but I think, yeah, we're thinking along the same lines, mostly. I think so. Right. So first up, I th- we both agreed on Wilgar straight away. They were the first name to come out 
um, as a as a pair that we both sort of said it has to be the the county cup and um, and the the division three title. It's a pretty easy pick, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, the only team I think that's won more than one competition this year. So, um, and to obviously come off the back of winning the league last year, to win it again, uh, a division higher, and also. Um, win the county cup yeah I mean they, they're a no-brainer for me had to be in there absolutely uh, next up because of the league win and decent uh, performance or cup final in the county cup final their county cup final PSG with their debut year uh, again dominant in the Prem division um, it was hard to leave them out as well absolutely it's, you know debut season like you said so obviously came in not many people knew what to expect um, a division with a lot of dangerous teams in it and uh, you know they've, they've, as soon as they've got their noses in front and they've not looked back and yeah they, they got to a county cup final obviously disappointing how that ended and they also got to the later stages of the other cup competition so um, as, as, as they look back on the season I think yeah again a team that thoroughly deserved to be in this conversation 100% well done to PSG on there Debut year it could be hard the transition ser- uh, the transition period from one league to uh, another yeah, it could be hard but they've taken to it like a duck to water. Uh, this one, um, this team gets criticised, Jamie, for playing potentially at levels below where their players should be, uh, but they've won the big cup in the Albington and Bromley, the President's Charity Cup. So I'm happy that we both came to the same conclusion about Glebe. Um, Maybe underachieved in the in the division, but when you see all the the, the ridiculous situation that their um, fixtures uh, threw up, um, they obviously concentrated on the cups while the cups were happening, and it paid dividends. Um, they won the President's Charity Cup as a Division Two side. Uh, Glebe Manor is the third team to make the list, and I'm going to stand by that decision because to win um, to win that cup, they did it the hard way. They've won on they've scraped through on pens against some t- against um teams and they've beaten senior sides and they've beaten prem division sides so if we're going to say that they're uh, too good for division 2 um maybe that's the case but they have proved that they are a top side uh, against top teams as well so to go and win the president's charity cup for me um deserves a shout out in team of the year 100% i mean um, for any division 2 team um regardless of whether you agree if that's where they should be or not, to win that cup is, is some achievement in itself. And then you add into, I think, obviously County Cup, they did extremely well. Unlucky, obviously, because he's coming up short there. Um, and also the fact that in any other kind of normal season, if you like, they probably would have won the league. No disrespect to Western, but I think if it was a few more weeks to fit games in, then I think Lee Manor would have, would have probably uh, took the title as well. So you can't begrudge them that at all. And you look at other teams like like Kenningwell and, and Long Lane who are finishing runners up in top kind of two or three of their divisions and won a cup. But to do it against the odds that Glebe Manor faced, I think, just puts them ahead for me. I think so too. Now this next one, congratulations, Glebe. This next one we're, we're sort of in discussion about and I feel we want to discuss it live because um, we need to make a decision on it. We both picked out Sydenham and uh, FC United of Bromley um, as the fourth team. So we need to discuss this. Both teams dominant um, and as it ends. And it looks, 
only the one defeat for FC United Bromley. Uh, Sydenham with a massive uh, goal difference. Uh, and uh, when, the, when the Division 1 higher level um, by four points, we've got to come to a decision on this one, Jamie. We do. I mean, so obviously Sydenham were, were my pick on this occasion. Um, and the reason for that is obviously um, it's a higher division, but not only that, I think that the games that Sydenham won, those head-to-head games and the big games against their rivals, they, they turned up. I, I watched them on a Wednesday night, you know, just brush aside the LSU, you know, the 5-0 away at Long Lane is one that sticks in the memory and I'm sure that'll be one of the, the, the highlights of the Sydenham boys' season. Um, I just think that in those crunch games, they went and won it and they didn't need favours elsewhere, whereas take nothing away from the Bromley lads winning that title the way they did was fantastic. But I think Eastwick and Wanderers lost it as much as FC United and Bromley won it. And I just think the Sydney boys um, had it in their own hands and, and they got over the line there and, and did the job. So I'm a bit biased, obviously. I know a lot of the Sydney boys were and they got a lot of time for them and had to suffer them coming back after their game on Sunday to celebrate right in the year where we were using their bar facility. But um, no, I think for me, um, I think they said them, just the way that they, they beat those those teams in and around them to win the title just puts them ahead of the Bromley lads for me. I'm going to go with you because obviously we're unashamedly biased when it comes to uh, certain teams on, on the uh, OBDSFL podcast and you know Duncan and, and all that stuff is involved with the, with the podcast. But... I will back you with with Sydney because they did have some really big wins uh, against teams around them in the league. Um, and Bromley, I was just trying to find out, look, trying to see their results against um, East Wickham Wanderers, if I could find it. Uh, they beat Hazen Pickers 2-0. Uh, they drew with East Wickham Wanderers uh, and lost to East Wickham Wanderers. So on that basis and small margins and and all that stuff, and I know, um, the FC United Bromley boys have been upset by things said on this podcast before. But this, I one's think... on, this one's fully on me and if they're upset, they're upset. But you know what? You boys have got a league title to go and celebrate so I don't know why you're caring what I'm saying. Let's go with Sydney. So Sydney Sports make up the fourth team in our uh, poll. So what the structure of the poll will be, it will be a week uh, of um, the four. And then I think we're going to, even go down to a top two, Jamie, and take it through into a second round just to drag um, the season out a little bit longer for another couple of days at the end of that. So get voting when the podcast goes out. Um, we'll do the um, when all of the podcasts are out. So probably by the weekend, by Saturday, all of the podcasts will be out uh, and all the polls will go out then as well. Uh, obviously, the win- winner will get um, the now coveted um, awards FC uh, team of the season plaque, uh, personalised plaque uh, sponsored by Awards FC. Um, Jamie, what a way to to end the season with with that with that coveted team of the season award. That that's the big prize. That's what we all play for every year. You know, county cups and league titles and and you know, president charity cups and days out at Bromley. They're they're fine and they're good and all that. But it's this that plaque you want the silk plaque. It's the Silk Perspex plaque that everybody wants, isn't it? Yeah, not, none of these Silk wife beater vests that we've seen going around. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ronslow from Keeping Up Appearances, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen those, but... 
Jamie. Uh, it's been brilliant this season. That is it. Um, I'll see you again sometime in early September when we start reviewing um, the 23-24 uh, season. Thank you for all your work every week, uh, but we're very much uh, glad for the break for a, a few weeks or a couple of months at least. Um, yeah, see you in September. Cheers, mate. Pleasure as always. And I'll, yeah, I'll see you for next season, that's for sure. See you later, mate. So that is it, the end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Roger for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD SFL, Westfa and the Quarter Municipal. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, at NJPGD and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show and I'll see you next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.